Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow, well. Not tomorrow, well. Let's start with today. Today is Erev Yom Tov, Erev Rosh Hashanah. I cannot put into words how special and a privilege it is for all of us to be able to enter a new year. And we pray before we begin even talking about it, that it's going to be may all the challenges and difficulties of this past year be behind us and and the new year should come with its blessing for all of Klai Yisrael and indeed all of humanity because on Rosh Hashanah it is a day of universalistic significance. We don't only pray for Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, but we pray for the entire world. As we say in the Tfilos, Uvachem, Tein Pachtucha, Hashem should please put his fear, Al Ma'asecha, literally the entire world, and that which we pray at the end of Olenu. That's one of the major themes of Rosh Hashanah. So interesting. What can I tell you? This afternoon in our Mincha, okay, it's the last Mincha of the year. And what note says Rib Elio Lapian, We say in the Shmona Esrei, in the last. Mincha of the year. The idea is that as few minutes left as there are to the end of the year, we recognize that we need His bracha every moment. And we've seen this in so many ways when incredible challenges come our way and we become flooded and we are so taken with protecting and ensuring our health and possessions that we don't have the time to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is communicating to us. And therefore, the idea is that every moment we need His help. Every moment we need His protection. And that's what uh, to the very last minute we are dependent and reliant upon a Kurdish Barafu. Okay, let's try to run as quickly as we can through the uh, <clears throat> Yom Tov. And so tonight in our davening, there are certain musts that we must add in our Shmona Esrei. And that is, we add in the first bracha, Zachreinu Lechaim, we add in the second bracha, Micha Mocha, and going in order, we add and change the um, bracha from Hokel HaKadosh to Amelech HaKadosh. That change is so crucial that if one did not end the bracha correctly, one has to repeat the Shemona Esrei. So please, be especially careful and thank God we who have Machzorim let's pray from the Machzor and then at the end of the Shemona Esrei Michamocha and B'Sefer HaChayim so you have the four editions but most important is the one of Hokel to Hamelech 
The idea is very important that we are coronating Hashem on and throughout Rosh Hashanah. And that's a very important concept. Okay, we come home from Shul and we recite Kiddush. Okay, now we wash Anatilas Yadayim. Good. We make Hamotzi. And then comes a very unusual occurrence. Then we are going to take a piece of apple and we're going to make a bracha bore priyo eights over that apple. Wait a minute. Didn't we just make a mozi? And don't we know the law that a mozi covers everything until the dessert? Why must I make a bracha? And the answer, my friends, is because we are not eating the apple as a first course, but we are eating the apple as a ceremonial food. And the ceremonial food is to acknowledge that Hashem is the one who is in charge of this world. And we're eating the apple so that we can recite in conjunction with it a tefillah. And that is Yehi So first you take a bite of the apple after your Buripriya eats. And then you take the apple, dip it as the children tell us and sing it in the honey. And then we say the Yehi right? That Hashem should please renew for us a good and sweet year. Amazing that we can elevate a fruit to an object of prayer as a means, as a portent of powerful and good things to come. And this is based on the Gemara in Horios, Yud Beis Amad Aleph, whereby Abaye taught based upon the Gemara that says that kings of Israel were anointed by a spring of water. The idea being that the spring, which is going continuously, should be a portent of what is going to be the success of the um, monarchy of the king. Similarly, the different foods and fruits that we eat on this night, brought down in the Gemara, is a very powerful idea, a gourd, a fenugreek, a leek, beet, dates, and very simply keeping this, that with each of them we have something corresponding to um, the, um, the name itself. So um, let's go. When you have um, leek or cabbage, so what do we say? Carse, which is the leek, ah, oh, carse, ikarsu sonenu, beets, ah, siluk sheistalku sonenu, ayavenu, that our enemies be removed. And pursuant to this, you should know that regardless of what language, many have the custom of eating carrots, which in Yiddish is merin, which means to increase, and we pray that our uh, Zuchuyos be increased at that time. Okay, that 
is done after the uh, apple. Bring the apple first because some of the simonim are of the uh, Zion minim, such as the dates, and therefore we want to eat the apple before eating the dates. Okay, um, all our tefillos should be fulfilled, both those that are done with a marzor and those that are done at the table over the various fruits. Okay. Tomorrow morning, Gemir Hashem, on Rosh Hashanah, we don't say Hallel like the Malachi Ashores asked. And why do they care that we're not saying Hallel? Because under normal conditions, they wait for us to say Hallel. And when we praise Hashem, then they do. And they yes, HaKadosh Baruch why not? And the answer is because Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Moves, the books of the living and the books of the dead are open on Rosh Hashanah, as we say in the Nisana Tokev prayer, and therefore we don't have Halil on Rosh Hashanah. The Kriyasa Torah for the first day of Rosh Hashanah is the birth of Yitzchak, Mazel Tov. Now why do we read this Mazel Tov? Not only because the Gemara teaches us that Sarah was answered, Hashem Pokadah Sarah, Hashem listened to Sarah's Tfilos on Rosh Hashanah, and therefore take Sarah's name out figuratively and put your name in and understand that this is the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu listens to Tfilos, and therefore we start with Sarah, but beyond that, Sarah gives birth, the Torah tells us, and she's 90, and Avram is 100. Why couldn't she give birth at 20, and Avram being 30, which is, quote, the norm, or 25 or 30? The answer is to show that from the very get-go of Klai Yisrael, we are Lamala Min Hateva. We are a supernatural people. And pinch yourselves, that is the way to explain our existence to this day. And therefore, while there is a sense of nervousness on Rosh Hashanah, mi and mi who's going to live to next Rosh Hashanah and who not? Who can be more nervous than that? On the other hand, the Shulchan Aruch says, many go to the mikvah today. The Shulchan Aruch says that you are to bathe this afternoon. You're to take haircuts. You're to cut your nails. You're to Now, wait a second. If someone is on trial for their life, why are they concerned about how do I look? Come on. They can't think of anything else. The answer is we go into the day with a certain sense of optimism and it's not any kind of a negation to the fact that it is a day of judgment because we are promised that Klai Yisrael, Netzach Yisrael, Lo Yishakir. There always will be Klai Yisrael. So what is your best chance to succeed in Din on Rosh Hashanah? Become a Klal Mensch. Be part of Klai Yisrael. Okay, after Kriya Torah and the Haftorah comes the unique biblical mitzvah for Rosh Hashanah, which is the blowing of the shofar. We blow the shofar before Shemona Esrei, during the Shemona Esrei, 
and after the Shemona Esrei. Before Shemona Esrei, it's called Kios Demiyushav. Literally, you're allowed to sit. We don't sit because we're excited, but we could sit. Now watch. The Torah calls Rosh Hashanah Yom Trua, a day of the blast. Now, the term Trua is found three times in conjunction with Rosh Hashanah and the seventh month in our Torah. And our rabbis teach us that every Trua, which is a cry sound, is to pre be preceded and followed by a tekiah. A tekiah is an unbroken sound, a happy sound. Ah. So from the Torah, you have to blow nine sounds. A tekiah, a trua, a tekiah. Three of those, that's it, you're finished from the Torah. The Talmud tells us that because we are not sure what kind of a cry the trua is, is it what we call a sigh? Ay, ay, ay. Is it a sob? Now the sigh we call a shvarim. Is it a sob? Ay, 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 which we call a trua? Or is it a combination of sigh and sob? Shvarim, trua. So we blow three of each. So the first thing we blow is tekiah, a straight. And then Shavarim Trua, a sigh and a sob. And then Tekiah, that's four notes. Four of three, four of those, three times is 12. Then Tekiah, just maybe the, the Trua is a Shavarim. So we blow three of those, which is nine. Maybe it's a Trua, da 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 da. We blow three of those. So we get 12. 9 and 9, which gives us 30 kolos, 30 sounds before Shemona Esri. Now, the Svardim have the practice of having the next 30, 10, 10, 10, in their private Shemona Esri. Everybody starts Shemona Esri together. There are three special additions to the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, which makes it the longest Musaf of the entire year. It consists of nine blessings. Now watch. The three additions are Malchios, whereby we proclaim that Hashem is King. King right now over us, but we know King of the entire world. Literally, that He controls, capital E, everything. And that's one. Number two, Zechronos, is that Hashem remembers all. And by His remembering all, He judges us for our actions as to what we've done. And finally, Shofros. Shofros is that Hashem appeared at Sinai with the sound of the shofar. And he will be there, and there'll be the sound of the shofar at the coming of Moshiach. So Shofros is our history and our destiny. Ah, so this is these three sections. The Sephardim start the Shemona Esrei, they stop in their silent Shemona Esrei, and someone blows ten. And then they continue, they stop after Zuch 
Bronos. Someone blows ten and it's a Shofros. The Ashkenazim do it differently. No blowing in the silence. In the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, ten sounds after Malchios, ten after Zechronos, ten after Shofros. We've now blown sixty Kolos at the end of Shemona Esrei. What do we do now? Wait, we're not finished. We blow 40 more. Why 40 more? So Tosfos tells us to remember the mother of a non-Jewish general. Not just non-Jewish, he was the general that fought against the Jewish people. His name was Sisra in the days of Barak and Devorah. And his mother was waiting for him to return from battle um, and have a victory parade. It never happened. He died. And she cried a hundred times. So what does her crying a hundred times have to do with us? And the answer once again, my friends, is universalistic. That our cry is not just for Am Yisrael. Our cry is for the state of immorality that we find ourselves in. And we pray that God will open up their eyes and they should realize how far they have strayed from the straight and narrow with which they were put into this world. Finally, here we go. If you cannot be in shul, and many congregations are having outside minyanim, not just inside minyanim, but if you cannot be in shul, please contact your local rabbi that he should arrange shofar blowing for you at home. And if possible, if it's walking distance to the nursing homes, etc., wherever it's safe and how they're going to arrange it. Okay, now, <clears throat> on first day of Rosh Hashanah, if one can, one goes to a flowing body of water to recite Tashlich. Now, you don't throw crumbs in the water on Yom Tov. You can recite Tashlich until and through Hoshana Rabbah. If you're going at a time other than Yom Tov, then by your means, if you want to throw in some uh, crumbs, you can. But on Yom Tov, not to throw the crumbs in. I wouldn't fool you today on, uh, come on, on Erev uh, Yom Tov. Okay, then we have Mincha, please God, tomorrow on Yom Tov, as we would on every day. Remember the special uh, tefillos that we have. We're adding a vino malkenu in our tefillos, reminding us of the special relationship that we have, you know, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's so much to say, but I would just like to go back to those two words that I used before, and that is destiny, history and destiny. What does that mean? That the Jew should realize how proud he is, that he represents the continuity, that he represents that which his grandparents and their grandparents lived for, were most their nefesh for, which means that they devoted so much of their time, effort, uh, energy, resources, and oftentimes literally gave their life for. And we have the privilege today to live in a time that we're blessed with so much abundance. And basically, what are we saying to Hashem? So, please Hashem, give us life. 
the king who wants and desires to give us life. Because Venu, please inscribe us, Besefer Achayim. Why are we asking for this gift? Lema'ancha. So that we can give it back to you. So that we can live a life that you, Hashem, are going to have nachas from us. The same way that we wish one another a good yar and nachas from children and grandchildren, we pray that Hashem should have nachas from us. And therefore, before we do this or that in the forthcoming year, ask yourself that one question. Is this going to bring nachas to Hashem? Or very possibly not. But ultimately, remember the next word, destiny. That we are part and proud of this incredible chain of Jewish history. And we're getting, with this next forthcoming year, one year closer to the ultimate Geula. And it is so exciting to be part of this very special people who were chosen at Sinai. And Hashem has shown us His divine wink over all the centuries and day by day. And Amir Hashem, He should continue to so do. Until the Gula Shlema. I take this opportunity of wishing, first of all, Nachum, Stacy, and their family a Ksiva a wonderful year. They should be Zolcha to continue to raise Jewish pride. Jewish awareness, the excitement of Jewish music, of children getting on the school bus in the morning with Jewish song, with the house permeated in the morning with Jewish news and Jewish awareness, and saying, wake up every morning and say, I'm proud to be a Jew. Nachum, thank you so much for just sharing this excitement with us day in and day out. And to wish the entire family of uh, <clears throat> what I call JM in the AM still, forgive me, put the Nachum Siegel app. And finally, all our wonderful, devoted friends and listeners, thank you for the opportunity of letting me and the esteemed Rav, who also has the opportunity to share Torah with you, what a privilege it is for us. And I pray that Klai Yisrael should be blessed with Iksiva Vachasimotova. Kajantiv and Ashanat Tova to all.